0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Amen. It's good to have you all here this morning. God bless you. Those of you joining us online as well, it is just, just awesome to be in the house of God this morning. Amen. How many of you know this is the best place to be right now in this moment? Praises and the worship team, you guys just really just opened up heaven, and my spirit is stirred. I can feel the presence of God in this place right now. I don't know about you, but if you if you haven't been turned on, then you ain't got a switch. There is the the presence of God is here right now in this moment, and I want you to pull on the presence of God. In fact, I'm going to have you stand right where you are as we're entering to into this Christmas season next week. We'll be starting a series of messages called This Christmas. But today, we're going to close out our exponential series. And I have one last message I want to share with you that I was supposed to literally preach last week, but I just didn't have the chance to get through all the notes that we had last week. So I want to close this out. For those of you at home uh, listening with us, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Exponential means rapidly, increase. I don't know about you, but I I need an exponential season in my life. I I can't wait for years for healing to come. I can't wait for years for breakthrough to come. I can't wait for generations for blessing to come. I want to put, put a demand on the presence of God. I want to put a demand on the Spirit of God to bring the promises of tomorrow into today. I want those things that would normally take decades to take years. Those things that would take years to take months, those things that would take months to take weeks, that literally in a moment we would see, listen, when God steps into a situation, God can bring increase in a moment. You can fish all night and catch nothing. And one moment he tells you to cast your nets on the other side and you end up with an exponential catch. Ephesians 3.20 puts it this way. Now to him, everyone say him. This isn't about you. This is about him. Exponential is him. You're you're not going to get an exponential season without him. You're not going to do it on your own. You might be great. You might have potential. But without him, you're nothing. He goes on, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, which means this, our highest thought is God's basement reality. Your penthouse thought. The biggest thing that you can imagine is where God's first step starts. God takes over where we end. Now, he says this, above that which we ask or think according to the power that works in, not around, in us. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. The power that works in. Throughout my Christian life and upbringing, I found myself asking God to be with me. But God was was not, or we were not created to have God around us, we were created to have God in us. Come on, say it again, Pastor. You were not created just to have the presence of God around you. You were created to have the presence of God in you. And when the presence of God is in you, things exponentially change. The problem is we keep praying for comfort rather than praying for transformation. See, the presence of God around me comforts me. But the presence of God in me transforms the world around me. It brings a, another level of, of God's presence. And so I want you to understand, when I talk about exponential, many individuals think that we're talking about the prosperity gospel. There's no such thing as a prosperity gospel. There's only one gospel, and that's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that good news is this. Gospel means good news. That good news is this, is that you don't have to be broke. You don't have to be sick. You don't have to be divorced. You don't have to go through, through trials and tribulations that, that that defeats you. We're all going to go through something in times in life, but you can be victorious through the troubles that you go through. God never promised things would be easy, but he did promise to be in you when you went through those trials and tribulations. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm just getting started right now. See, exponential has a purpose. Exponential is not for your comfort. It's for his glory. It's not so you could increase your, your 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 level of living, but for individuals to see how is it that God has blessed you. Compared in a matter of, in in the in the middle of a a famine, in the middle of a pandemic, you're being blessed. You're getting raises. God is with you. God is protecting you. When people see those things taking place, they they can't help but give God praise for who God is in your life. Somebody say Amen. amen. So God is a God of cycles. Talked about this last week. Everything God created, when he said in Genesis 1-3, let there be light, everything went into motion. The earth began to spin. Everything went into motion. Everything has, has cycles. The universe has cycles. The, the, uh, the, the earth has cycles. The... the uh, Plants have cycles. They go from a seed to a plant to a fruit from that seed that produces another seed. And it continues. Rain has cycles. It falls to the ground. goes into the the lakes and the rivers. And then all of a sudden, precipitation or uh, evaporation pulls it back into the atmosphere. And then a condensation, precipitation. It comes back to the earth again. There's a cycle that goes on. There's a cycle that women have every 28 days as well that gives you proof that you have the ability to have a... have a child. When that cycle stops, your ability to have children ends as well. I need you to understand that whenever a cycle stops, that thing ceases to exist. Come on, say it again, pastor. Whenever that cycle stops, God is a God of cycles. And whenever we break a cycle, that thing that we were hoping for ends up dying. Whatever stops giving stops living. Mufasa called it the circle of life. The great theologian Mufasa said that. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. I want to get back to what we were sharing last week. 822 says this. This is right after Noah and his family come out of the ark. God enters into a covenant with them. Now, this is a problem that many people do. They, they look they, they want to break God into dispensations. We're in the dispensation of grace right now. That was the dispensation of the law. And, you know, we we look at dispensations, times or seasons, and I get that. But the problem is this, is this covenant here in 822 is still going on. It didn't end when Jesus came. That there are principles that God has put into and hardwired into the world. And these principles don't change. And I need you to understand that He tells He tells Noah and his sons this: As long as the earth remains, how many know that the earth is still here? So God is giving the condition, as long as the earth is here, then these things are in operation. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not. Shall not See. Shall not cease, It won't stop. Those of you at home, I want you to understand what God is telling us is this, I will provide the climate. I'll even provide the seed, but it's up to you to provide to plant it. It's up for you up to you to put it in the ground. I can't change whether it's going to be cold or hot today. I can't change and stop the season of summer or winter from coming. I can't stop the sun from going down or the sun to come up in the morning. I can't control those things. But there is one thing that God says I will partner with you in. That if you plant, if you sow greatly, I will bless you greatly. If you give greatly, I will give back to you. And that is not just a financial promise. It's a promise that when you sow into relationships, you're going to get back in that relationship. You sow into your body, you're going to get back into your body. When you sow into your spirit, you're going to reap in your spirit as well. So I need you to understand that as long as the earth remains, there is only one part of this covenant that God says, I'll take care of three of the four. All you have to worry about is the one. You just take care of how much you seed and you sow. And then just harvest when it comes in. I'll take care of the conditions. You just make sure you're seeding and you're sowing. Come on, somebody say amen. So this, this is mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, and educationally. This applies to every area of our lives. If you don't like the harvest that you're getting in your marriage, change the seed. If you do not like the harvest you're getting in your body, change the seed. Come on, somebody. You need to understand this. He says, the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, I've learned to be content in whatever season or situation that I'm in. I've been rich, I've been poor. I've been sick, and I've been healthy. But through it all, I've learned to be content. What he was saying this, "I I can't control the atmosphere. but I can control my attitude in the atmosphere. And so he says, I learned to to be content in whatever state I'm in. It's my attitude, it's not the environment that that determines because the environment will change. God even said it's going to be cold sometimes, it's going to be hot other times. It's going to be summer, it's going to be winter. Seasons are going to change, but you have to adjust your sails when the storms of life come. You got to learn how to plant in every season. He says this. That's after after laying that all down the apostle Paul says, "I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me." He's not talking about I can I can climb the mountain, I can do do this. I can take on a city. What he's saying is this: that in my financial need, in my in my in my relational struggle, when I'm rich and when I'm poor, when I'm healthy, when I'm sick, in each of those indiv- in each of those struggles, I've learned that I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me when my mind is right. We got to get some minds right today. So let me give you some exponential principles as we close this series this morning. Those of you at home, write this down. For those of you here at church, write this down. Take out your phone, start writing this down. You don't want to miss these principles. Number one, everyone say number one. My position determines my season. Let me say that again. My position determines my season. So I want you to understand this. Our position sets up our season. What, wherever you are at, in, in regards to the earth and its relationship to the sun, as the earth spins around the sun and makes a rotation, that, that makes what, time-wise? The earth goes around the sun. One year, okay? When, when the earth goes around once, it's one day. But as it goes around the whole earth, the, the whole sun, it's one year, Right? So as depending on where it's at, at different periods determines the season that we as a people are in. Come on, pull up, kind of tune in right now, okay? The earth's position to the sun determines what season the earth is in. Likewise, our position to the sun As believers in Christ, our position, right now, the earth, right now, the earth is at its furthest part away from the sun right now. That's why we are in winter. That's why things are cold. We're farther away. The farther you are away from the Son of God, that you're going to go through your winters in life. But when you have the ability in your relationship with God to be in a perpetual summertime, a perpetual springtime, that as long as I stay close to the Son of God, I can find myself in a perpetual time of blessing, and I don't have to always have find myself getting disconnected. Our position and our, our 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 position determines. Our season. My position to my marriage. My position in, in relationship to my wife determines my season in my marriage. My position in regards to my kids determines my my seasons with my children. My position in my job or my new city or my church in my relationships in my ministry. Based on my position, determines my season. Malachi chapter 3 puts it this way. Okay, pastor, you're going to the Old Testament. and We're in the dispensation of grace right now. You're right. We are walking in grace. The law has been wiped out. But when Jesus steps in and he starts talking about giving to the Pharisees, he says, man, you tithe off of the mint and cumin. Man, you're tithing off spices. He goes, that you should have done without neglecting the weightier things. And then while he's teaching on the sin of being average, he asks them, the, the, the law says this, you shall not commit adultery, but I say unto you, you shall not even look at a woman with lust in your eyes because then you've already committed that act. He says, the law says, if someone, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I say unto you, if they hit you, turn your other So the law gives you a standard, but Jesus comes and he gives us what grace recommends. It's a higher standard under grace than it is under law. Under the law, lust happens when you commit adultery. Under grace, lust happens when you just look at someone. The standard's been raised. So if the law says 10% is our giving, that becomes the starting point. Uh, you're, you're, You're missing this. This isn't a financial thing. It's a heart thing. He says this, yet from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you. But you say, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. And you've said, what way have we robbed you? In the tithe and in the offerings. You are cursed with the curse for you have robbed God and even this whole nation. You know what's funny? It uses the word rob. It doesn't use the word steal. Because robbery... The word robbery literally means you can steal from someone, and you ask a cop, what's the difference between robbery and stealing? Stealing, you take something without someone's knowledge. Robbery comes with physical threat. God's saying, you're going to man up on me? You know the damage that we end up doing when we steal from God? God. Look at the Old Testament, Achan. Mm -hmm. He stole something that belonged to God and the children of Israel lost their first battle. Mm -hmm. Well, well, this is my personal choice. Well, your personal choice affects the whole body. He says this, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, And try me now, in this says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Listen, I I don't preach on money very often. But I want you to understand that this isn't a money issue. It's a righteousness issue. That when giving, our position determines our season. And if we're disobedient in the area of giving, you can't experience exponential when you are stealing from God. word righteousness means right standing. It means to be in the right place. You see, obedient places us in the right position to receive God's blessing. When I obey God, I place myself in the right place for God to bless me. Disobedience gets me out of under the covering of God. But when I'm right with God, I'm in the right place that God can bless me. God cannot bless disobedience. We must be in the right place to receive the right things because your position determines your season. Number two, everyone say number two. I need to hurry here. You control the size of your harvest. You want more? Sow more. You can't get mad that you only have one tomato plant when you only planted one seed. You want more? Sow more. The Word of God puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But I say, he who sows Sparingly will also reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. You see, you got to sow. If you want to grow, you got to sow. If you want more, you got to plant more. You got to put more seed into the ground. You can't expect a harvest from a seed you've never planted. Come on, say it again, Pastor. Come on, church, work with me this morning. You cannot expect a harvest from a seed you never put in the ground. You can't expect your marriage to get better if you've never sown into that marriage. You can't expect your children to get better if you haven't sown into that relationship. you got to understand that you cannot plant, uh, expect a harvest when you've never gone and planted a seed in that field. You see, because God's created something called a principle. Your good intentions mean nothing when it comes to harvesting. You can have a pocket full of seed and have great intention to plant it, but if that seed never hits the ground, you're never gonna have a harvest to reap from. Good intentions mean nothing when it comes to seed time and harvest. You have to get something into the ground. Come on. Oh, come on, I'm just gonna stop here for a second. You gotta get something into. the, look at your neighbor, tell him, you gotta get something in the ground. In the ground. You, you want your marriage to get better? Get something in the ground. You want your children to get better, get something in the ground. You want your health to get better, get something in the ground. Start sowing. Start planning. Start getting something in the ground. You can't expect a harvest if you're not planning. Thank you the three of you that, that, that understand that principle. Number three, someone say number three: God promises seed to the sower. Listen to me, listen to me, those of you at home right now. God promises seed to the sower. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and does not return there, but, many, but, but water the earth and make it bring forth but forth in bud, there, that it may give seed to the sower. Let me read that part again. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. You see, as we sow, God promises to give you more seed. If I could trust you with the seed I've given to you and you put it in the ground, I'm going to give you more seed. You can't call yourself a farmer if you've only planted one seed. You can't call yourself a sower if you've only planted once. And so you got to understand what the Word of God is talking about is that God promises that He will give seed to the sower. God promises that when you're generous, I'll bless you. When you give, I'll give to you. Press down, shaken together, and running over. In Galatians chapter 6, He says this as the worship team comes to help me. Let them who are taught the Word share in all good things with Him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that also shall he reap. I've quoted that scripture many times. God is not mocked. Do, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap But the scripture before that says, He who is taught the word should share in all good things with him who teaches. It's a cycle. If, if you come... Right now with the restaurants being shut down, but you, you don't go to Chili's, sit down, have a meal, and then when you're done, get up and go pay for your food at California Pizza Kitchen. You don't drive up to Starbucks and order and then go to Pete's and pay. Wherever you're getting fed... Say it again, Pastor. Wherever you're getting fed, wherever you've been receiving from is where you sow. And I want to say this to those of you at home, those of you that have been sowing faithfully into CWC, those of you that have been sowing faithfully into this body, into this church, because you've been watching online, you've been tuning in, and you've been sending in, you've been you've been supporting this ministry. And I want to say this, let me let me let you let you know this first and foremost. We are blessed right now. We, we don't have a financial need right now. And I love preaching, giving messages when we're not in need. I hate preaching, giving messages when we're in need because it looks desperate. But God has blessed us. You have been faithful in your giving. You have been so consistent. But this is a season you do not want to be caught without God on your side. This is not a time that you, don't, that, you, that you can't go out expecting a harvest and there's no harvest there. Now's not the time to stop giving. Now's the time to keep giving. Now's the time to keep trusting and know that God is on your side. I want you to know something. Don't give up. In fact, let, let, me, let me read this last part of verse Galatians 6. He says, for he who sows to the flesh will reap corruption. He who sows to the spirit will reap; will will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary. Listen to this: let us not grow weary and do weary while doing good. For in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. What am I saying? Don't give up. That seed didn't produce today, but it will tomorrow. Keep planting. You've been telling your wife you love her, you've been telling your husband you love him, you've been trying your best to try to to try to make up for years of mistakes, and that one word of I love you is it hasn't brought back a fruit, but keep doing it. Don't get weary in doing good. That one prayer didn't break that addiction, that one prayer didn't set you free from that that bitterness, that one prayer didn't set you free from that struggle that you're going through. But don't give up, stay with it. Keep going, keep praying, keep sowing. I want to tell you today, don't give up. Keep planning into your marriage. Keep planning into your sobriety. Keep planning into your family. Keep planning into your uh, freedom. Keep planning for your peace. Come on, on, stand to your feet right now. Got one more. But by having you stand up, it'll make me close. (laughs) Those of you at home as well, the last one is this. You can expedite your season. I have to close this series out today, but you can expedite your season. Mary goes up to Jesus at a wedding where they ran out of wine. Familiar with the story? Jesus wasn't even planning on going to the wedding. Goes anyhow, and when his mom sees him there, she says, hey, they ran out of wine. He says... My time has not yet come. I can't help you now. This is the New Living Translation. I can't help you now. It isn't my time for miracles. You imagine the Son of God looking at his mom and saying, can't help you. If anyone had a relationship with Jesus, it was Mary. And she she had a request from him. And he said, no. No. He literally said, No, mom. What does she say? Didn't even listen to his no. Turn to the servants, just like a mom. Turn to the servants and says, Whatever he tells you, do it. And she walked away. You know what she did? She expedited the season. She brought the promise of tomorrow into today. Oh no, you didn't catch that. She brought the promise of tomorrow into today. Uh, something that what the, the the woman with the issue of blood she wasn't supposed to be in the crowd she expedited her season but blind Bartimaeus son of son of David have mercy on he expedited his season I need you to understand that you have the ability to bring the promises of tomorrow into today when you know who God is and you begin to put a demand on who Jesus oh come on you need to grab a hold of this right now. God is timeless. He said, Jesus, the human said, This isn't my season. Jesus says, Mary said, I know who you are. The angel told me who you were. So I'm going to put a demand on who you are because I know who you are. Put a demand on Him for healing. That's what me and Andrew are doing right now for her body. We're putting a demand. On God right now for her healing Putting a demand on God right now For your healing Putting a demand on God for your marriage Putting a demand on God right now For your mind, for your sobriety For your family, for your future For our city, for our county For our nation right now For our world Let's put a demand on God Let's expedite the season I'm here to tell you that your season is now Come on, your season is now Your season is now Come on somebody, grab a hold of this I need you to understand this as we close. Without communion, we are just a seed with no soil. Communion is the atmosphere, the environment. Communion with God creates the atmosphere by which we grow. Come on, I want you right now just to take the bread. Take the bread in recognition. That right now, your body is whole. Your marriage is whole. Your family is whole. Your mind is whole. Take the bread down. You can remove your mask a little. Put it in and then slide your mask back up. Those of you at home, just enjoy communion. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. Likewise, you took the cup. This is symbolic of the blood of Jesus. One drop. (laughs) This blesses me. One drop can heal you, save you, transform you, deliver you. His sacrifice, his suffering. The word of God says he became poor so that we could become rich. Not just financial, exponential. As you take the cup, let's put a demand on the presence of God for an exponential season. Put a demand. Pull the promises of tomorrow into today. Take the cup. Father, we thank you right now. Lord, we pray for everyone at home, everyone here right now. That you're, you've been praying for something. You've been believing for something. Those of you watching, those of you here, right, you've been believing for something. And you're asking God, you're believing God to expedite that season. Maybe it's a healing. Maybe it's a breakthrough. Maybe it's a house. Whatever it is that you're you're praying for, breaking of addiction, lift your hand right where you are. I want to pray with you. Father, you see the hands that are lifted up in this place right now, that are believing for an exponential season over their lives. And Lord, we come into agreement right now, Holy Spirit, don't just be with them, dwell in them. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us right now that you would live in us, not just around us. Let the presence of God show up right now. Lord, we put a demand on who you are. We place a demand on who you are. We know who you are. You are healer. You are deliverer. You are savior. You are friend. You are my God today. You are my peace. And Lord, I place a demand on who you are. In Jesus' name, we call upon you. We just pray, Father, for every individual here. We put an exponential demand on who you are. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray, everyone says. Amen. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.